Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Braun Strowman just pins him and says, Count to five. <laughs> oh, man, that Big E would have come out and be like, What the fuck, man? <laughs> Steal my five-pound gimmick? Count to ten. And then Tyler Dillinger's like, What the fuck, bro? Steal my gimmick? <laughs> and the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. <laughs> All right, count to fucking, like, eleven. Does anyone have a problem? Does anyone have a problem with eleven? <laughs> and that's my number. Because I can't count higher than that. <laughs> okay, I think we're done. <laughs> uh, awesome. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm coming to you live, or recorded, whatever you want to call it, from Ocean City, New Jersey, because I am the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan, alongside my tag team partner and partner in crime, the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. I'd probably call it recorded, since uh, we're, we're going to put this but up. But you're listening to it live, right? Oh, well, I am, because I'm right here right now. Um, yeah. But uh, we, we have some explaining to do, um, because we were absent last week. And yes. uh, you know what? I think we're just going to come clean with the truth right away. Um we got the uh, the hint from Fandango last week about the anal probes, you know, that they and actually we mentioned on WWE TV. They mentioned anal probes. Yes. So we uh, decided to shack up with the aliens for a week. So yeah, you know, sorry. I really wanted to. I wanted to get probed really bad. Uh, hey, we went in willingly. We stayed as long as we wanted to, which was like about a week, and we're back. <laughs> and we have come up. With some crazy ass ideas, Joe, would you like to tell yes, the people have. the idea? Uh, so way back in the day, which was Wednesday, by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, in college, Newman and I bought the at that time the current tag team belts, which, if anybody remembers, was the uh, famous bronze plated, basically penny tag team title belts. Because uh, we were the in the same belts that New Day broke the record with. Yes, those belts. So I don't know if uh, were we in like a Toys R Us or something like that, or Kmart maybe. Yeah, I think it was a Kmart. Kmart or yeah. Walmart, one of those. Whatever it was in town. <laughs> yes, and we we came across the toy aisle, saw these belts, and we're like, "Well, we have to have them and be tag team champions because yep. we are." And so. Uh, we are going to use these belts in a game of basically who is going to be the greatest predictor of wrestling. Yeah, you. how dare you have the balls to go up against Nostradamus here? Uh, you've, had your, you've had a few good predictions. But, oh, uh, motherfucker, I think... the cruiserweight <laughs> championship, the entire tournament. I, perked, I picked TJ Perkins out of that fucking lot. <laughs> Lickety split right off the bat. No, my favorite prediction oh, that you've gotten right so far who's, who's, is who's in the finals of the Quato Cup, motherfucker? Pentagon and Puma. I predicted that shit too. I mean, I guess that's not as impressive because there could be spoilers, but I didn't look at them, so whatever. 
No, my favorite prediction that you've gotten right is um the uh <laughs> Jason Jordan being Angle's son. <laughs> Cause that one you weren't even trying, you were just like, you know what? Fuck it. You know what would be funny if it was Jason Jordan? <laughs> and then when it happened, I died laughing. Yeah. So you think you think you have what it takes to beat me in the combined event of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 and SummerSlam? Basically the biggest combined card, I think, ever in wrestling history. <laughs> A bajillion matches. Exactly. The exact amount that it's... <laughs> how, many, how many matches is it, actually? Uh, let me count it up real quick. Uh, we got 13 for SummerSlam. Jesus Christ. Is that all the main card, or is that also no, pre-show? No, that's including pre- uh, pre-match. So, three on the pre-show, and then ten on the main card. As of right now, by the way. This okay. can always change right up until yeah, that's, that's day of the pay-per-view. True. And then we've got five matches for TakeOver. Man, see, look at that. TakeOver is, like, very fucking reasonable. Two hours, five matches. Or, like, maybe two and well, a half, that... right? Because they also have a pre-show, right? But they probably yeah, don't do they a don't match do... on the pre-show. They don't be a match. Yeah, they just do the half-hour pre-show mm-hmm. um, where they just talk about the matches and show you the clips from the build-up, which is what a pre-show is supposed to be. It is yeah. literally supposed to be the free thing that you can go on YouTube and watch and go, oh, hey, the build-up to that actually looks really good. Uh, what it used to be, I'll buy the pay-per-view. Now it's also subscribed to the network, so I can see this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a certain thing that really gets exposed um, with how important I think time is, where the really optimal amount of time for a wrestling show is one to two hours, basically depending on how big your roster is and how many different divisions you have and shit. Because... Um, Three hours is a lot. You really can't get people to invest three hours every week. I think that's too much. Three hours no, every I once mean, in a while, the pay-per-views, that's a good amount. Three hours, because then it's like a special event. Because like for an average two-hour episode of SmackDown, if you have a three-hour pay-per-view, that feels special, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, because I watch the Hulu version of SmackDown, so it's like, all right, an hour and a half, and then three hours, all right, it's like a double episode. Exactly. And... It, it gets hard for people, too. Like, when we started this podcast a little over a year ago now, mm-hmm. um, it's probably, what, a year and a half now? Wow. Um, I was watching Raw live, like, mm-hmm. for the I three hours. Too, yeah. And it was because I was I, I had the time to. But then getting a different job that takes mm-hmm. more time out of me, uh, ha- starting to date Aaron, so that takes more time, like, things mm-hmm. like that. And it just builds up, and you're just like, now I look back, I'm like, how the fuck did I do- devote three hours every Monday night to this? Like, yeah. And it kind of blows your mind. Yeah, and it's like sometimes it, it's even hard to fit in what I fit in now. And it's like I'm watching like the Hulu versions of both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So it, and it's fucking crazy. So then I, I fill Whereas, in some YouTube clips with the shit that they don't have in uh, Hulu. but Yeah, which it, is... It's just fucking um, nuts. Because like, think about it. Because like, okay, Raw is like three hours live. If you're watching Raw live... That's yeah. three hours. And then if you're watching the Raw pay-per-views, that's three hours live too. That's well, It's the same length of time. And not even just three hours sometimes. Like they've gone to like three and a half. Like, and even on TV, like most of the times they, they go over three hours. They go like three and fifteen. Yeah, that's what I'm 15. saying. Say, say you have a pay-per-view on a Sunday that goes three and a half, and then you have Raw the next night that maybe goes three and a half too, or close to it. It's seven hours of programming. Like, that's almost a day's work. Yeah. <laughs> Within 24 hours of each other. I, I really think it's going to be very interesting to see 
like because whenever their TV deals are up to see how they renegotiate things. Because I mean, I know that it it might seem like a really bad idea, but I feel like in the long run, it might be a really great idea to just have them go back down to two hours for Raw as well. Oh my god, yeah. And like, you know, maybe that means that they cut out a few things. Like maybe there are less cruiserweight things on. Like maybe the cruiserweights are only on there every once in a while. As like maybe it's special. You know, it's more of a special thing. It's like, hey, here's some cruiserweight shit. Like the cruiserweight champion's gonna come out and they're gonna do some things. As like a, hey, now go subscribe to the network because then you can see them regularly on two hundred five. Exactly. You know, maybe at some point they would do something like that with the women too, where like occasionally they'd have women's matches, but then there's like a regular women's mat like show every week on the network that has like maybe there's just one women's title and there's also like women's tag title or something i think that'd be cool oh with with this um may young classic coming up i think they would definitely have enough women for that Mm -hmm. well at this point you know i i think maybe they could still sustain two singles titles and uh it'd be interesting to see how many women you need to get to get tag titles because i think you'd actually have to have like established tag teams you couldn't just throw a bunch together like all right we're gonna mash a bunch of these singles wrestlers into tag teams to force a tag division that would just like, suck right like so. they did on glow with the two black women yeah you know i think they would they would almost need to like host a special tournament for that at some point like a women's tag tournament net like maybe next year or two years from now yeah or um just do a regular show with just the women for a while and build up a story to why certain ones are teaming up or yeah, you, do, yeah, I guess do you specials do slowly over time. Cause like you already or, have like Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, for example, exactly. Or do specials where you're like, Hey, these two were tag team partners on the independence. Mm-hmm. They went into the May young classic as singles. But now that we're in this full fledged women system thing, they're going to team up again. Mm-hmm. That could totally work. And then like, you could have, like, even though it's it wouldn't be, like, a permanent team, maybe, but, like, you could have, like, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax team up for a little while. Like, I think that could totally work. Lana Especially after and, those uh, fucking uh, pictures of, like, her, like, riding on Nia Jax's back. Like, <laughs> you know what? There you go. That's all you need. Did you hear about the epic hero of a kid that slapped Alexa Bliss's ass while she walked by on Nia Jax's shoulders? Wow, the uh, most epic sexual assault. Good job, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, ready to jump into it? Oh, I guess, well, I don't know. I thought I was, well, I was getting really excited about this whole women's tag division concept. Okay. Because, like, yeah. you know, fuck it, why not at some point? keep Because de- they keep developing all these, like, interesting new divisions. Like, they have the Cruiserweight division, they have, like, this UK division. Like, the women's division has, like, grown a lot over the last couple of years. Like, even though it still has its problems from time to time, like, you, there's no arguing that this is not better than, like, five years ago. Oh, it's by far better. Yeah. So I would like to see a women's tag division. I'm just saying. Totally. I mean, I just want to see, like, I would like to see a women's show. Like... Now that I finished watching Glow on Netflix, mm. <laughs> I really just want to see a women's show. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, what did you think of Glow? Oh, loved it. I thought it was a fucking great show. I mean, non-wrestling and wrestling fans alike can like it. Like, Aaron even got into it. Um, yeah, was, and she's so not you a wrestling watch, You watched it with Aaron? She watched the yes. whole thing? Yep. Uh, and we, <laughs> so we, we had the experience, I think you and I discussed, that uh, the main character is a little hard to like. 
and but over time over the season, yes, you definitely start to like her more. But at the same time, it's like it's good that she has so many of those unlikable qualities because it makes more sense as to why then she's the heel. Yes, you know exactly. And I I fucking like it. I she she really surprised me because like there were with so many of these characters they weren't doing their character really up until the yeah. final episode. Yeah. Just to, you know, give you kind of some fucking spoilers. So if you haven't watched Glove, go fucking watch it. I'll try not to be too spoilery. Um, but you, they don't really, because most of the show is, like, their character development as, like, people and actors trying to, like, figure their shit out in life so that then they can get their shit together and do their role. Yeah. And then the final episode is when you kind of see them all in their character, in their final form, or at least for now. Because I assume this will probably get a second season. Oh, Definitely. So, yeah, like, Allison Bree, the main character of the TV show, um, she, on the card, is the heel, Zoya the Destroyer, and she's fucking awesome. Like, she really pulled out, because I thought, um, uh, like, because not seeing their characters for so long, I was not worried, or I was just worried we weren't going to see it at all, but I think they really pulled it yeah. out. Oh, yeah, it was a great build-up, and leaves a lot of room to grow in a second season. Mm-hmm. And is like you said too is really great for I think wrestling fans and non wrestling fans because uh, yes. my wife watched it too and she really liked it and uh, mm-hmm. it was funny because I was like I would point out like the little wrestling inside things like I'd point out like the different guys and girls that are wrestlers exactly and, like, that's the a, certain jokes well, it's like oh they're making fun of this you know yeah and I was explaining too like so at one point um, Allison Bree and the other uh, main character uh, I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, go and train with actual wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, played by Brutus Clay and um, Carlito. Carlito, yeah. And I was like explaining to her, I was like, there's always this saying in wrestling, you have to wrestle someone better than you in order to get better. And I was like, so see how like when they were just trying to wrestle each other, they couldn't figure it out. But then you have to go and do it with someone who knows what they're doing. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it clicks. Like, yeah. Well, it's like everything in life. You have to fucking, you know, Go find somebody who's better at than you, then, and they teach yeah. you. <laughs> um, and yes, uh, a week ago, Netflix announced that they are doing a second season. Yes. So ten more episodes. I mean, I thought like some of the other angles of the show kind of felt flat. Like I thought the uh, daughter reveal was very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good show. A lot yes. of fun. Definitely thing to go on to. Oh, and I guess uh, one more piece of news. Uh, before we jump into things, I don't know if you've heard about uh, Ric Flair. Yeah, he. Uh, what would I, what exactly was wrong with him? No one actually knows for sure. His management team is being very suspicious. But the latest from ESPN, um, and they're a very reliable source, was that um, it was something with like some kind of multiple organ problems, and so he's been in intensive care ever since. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, Read yeah. in other not as reputable sources that somehow it dealt with alcohol, which obviously could be a possibility with Ric Flair, but we'll see when, again, someone reputable actually makes a statement. Well, I mean, the fucking reality is, is that he's an old man, so no matter what's wrong with him, uh, yes. his body is in a worse shape than if he had not been such a heavy drinker. So yeah. even if it's not directly, it's indirectly related to drinking because yeah. that shit has wiped out his body. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know how he did it for so long. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. 
He's probably like maybe he's gone through a couple livers or other things like that. Like he's had some transplants. He's probably got the money. Yeah. Well, not at one point. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then he had to go uh, get some money so he could get another liver so he could keep drinking. Exactly. I shouldn't say so many th- fucking things. Uh, that's pretty bad. Uh, wish you <laughs> speedy recovery there, Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! <All right. laughs> Jump into our... Uh... This, is, this is why I'm a heel, Joe. <laughs> yes. And this this is... It's a good thing you're a heel, too, because... <laughs> There's there's a there's no other way you'd be my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't get along. Yeah, exactly. My my uh, perspective on life would be too alien. You'd be like, <laughs> fuck this guy. I don't get it. Hashtag heel. Hashtag, hashtag heel, just like Dolph Ziggler, who has been fucking gone. Uh, oh, there was did a, you hear about the rumors? A rumor of him being repackaged? Yeah. Uh, what? So let's just... What, what would you... What do you think he's going to be repackaged as? At this point, I don't know, right? Like, what could they do? With... Oh, like, you know what? Mm, go ahead. Mad Hatter. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, holy shit. If they gave it to him instead, because he was normally the victim in the storyline of the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god, and then what if part of the Mad Hatter game, because he's constantly going through his different gimmicks, so sometimes he's Dolph Ziggler, sometimes he's uh, the caddy to Kerwin White. Oh my god, yeah. Sometimes he's Nicky from the Spirit Squad. <laughs> oh my god. And sometimes he, he's just Nick Nemeth, like his yeah, sometimes he's just Nick, Sometimes he's a stand-up comedian, Nick Nemeth. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Joe. You brilliant son of a bitch. Dude, could you imagine him being like mankind at the beginning when like so he would come out with an entrance theme on his way out and then a different entrance theme when he left the ring? Yes. I'm just imagining like him coming out in one gimmick and then through some funky shit or whatever, like ends up under the ring, comes back out and he's a different gimmick and that's <laughs> how he finishes the match. He has to do like a real quick costume change. Yeah. Like maybe maybe it's like only even half ass done, so that you can see so clearly that he's like, you know, he yeah. has both costumes on. So the top is like the jacket that he's just been using <laughs> with his Dolph Ziggler gimmick, but then yeah. the bottom half is the Spirit Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to take off the leotard, but he didn't get it off all the way, and it's still on his bottoms. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? what could fuck you- it. At this point, because. Honestly, before, for a little while, I was kind of thinking that he should just, whenever his contract is up, he should just go wrestle somewhere else. He he should do what Cody Rhodes did, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he needs to, like, refine himself. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know where exactly he should go, whether it be, like, Ring of Honor or New Japan or just any, or maybe, like, take a break from wrestling for a while altogether and then maybe come back to it later. I don't know. But all I can say is I hope this repackaging works because I've always been a fan of the guy. Um, mm-hmm. Felt like he's always worked his ass off. So, but uh, if if it's not the Mad Hatter, um, then my other thing I was thinking is like maybe they're gonna go like real athlete with him and mm-hmm. like pull on like the whole Kent State stuff because like he kept coming out with a lot of those like hoodies Ooh. with the Kent State thing. Yeah, maybe, I think you could like build a real interesting rivalry with like him and uh, Chad Gable. Or a tag team, maybe. Or a tag team with Chad Gable. That'd be killer. Okay. Either one. 
Actually, I don't know. I think I would really... Well, you know, you could do both. Can't you? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. And then Chad Gable could retire Dolph Ziggler in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jason Jordan could keep getting booed out of buildings uh, against jobbers. Oh God. Let's go jobber. You know what? Isn't that fucking perfect? Because it's like Kurt Angle really had this idea that he was going to come in and be a face. And then the crowd was like, I was like, no, you're going to be a heel. And then Jason yeah. was like, I'm going to be a face. I was like, no, no, you're going to be a heel. <laughs> Sorry. And now he's not even like, he's not even on the SummerSlam card. I was wondering. Oh, no, he think... is. I'm sorry. He's in the pre-show. My bad. Is he fighting Miz or is it in a tag team match? It's in a tag team match. It's the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus the Miz and the Miz Tourage. Okay, so they're rematching that from Raw. Yeah. Which was, uh, you know, not really that great. Um, beforehand, but you know, maybe it'll be a little better on SummerSlam. Who knows? Yeah, but I would have. Uh, I guess maybe because they felt that the revival being out ended the Hardy Boys revival Good Brothers feud. But yeah. I, don't, I would just rather see maybe like the Hardy Boys against the Good Brothers. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That that could have been a good idea because yeah, definitely the thinking is that they just had to put the Hardys on here somehow. And yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know, because a lot of people fucking like the Hardys, so get him on SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, just to jam him in here, this is definitely the most like forced match of all time. So. Oh my god, yeah. Looking at this card, it's just like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, before we get too far into that card, should we go? Uh, let's do Takeover first, and then we can come back yeah. to. So, all right. Like is there anything shorter? Is there anything else you want to say about that fucking little mess? Because like poor Jason Jordan, he's yeah. <sighs> Gonna have a rough go, but he's probably gonna have to be healed for a while. Which you know, I maybe guess, it's gonna be really good. I, I guess the only other thing I can point out is him and Big Cass are just getting like absolutely booed out of these buildings, and but at least Big Cass is supposed to be a heel right now, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. So at least but, he's supposed to be getting booed. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so let's just run out NXT because that'll take a lot shorter, and by the time we get done SummerSlam, we'll probably be like, "Fuck it." <laughs> All right. NXT. So we have to keep track of predictions too to determine yes. who will be the super smart champion. You have spoiler um, alert. It's going to be me. Oh fuck you! Well, try to beat me then. Just saying. <laughs> Come on, bro. I ain't afraid. I'm normally the heel, but I ain't afraid. <laughs> well, I, ain't I guess afraid. I'm, I'm a heel, but I'm just not a coward shit heel. Yeah, there you go. You're, right. you're the heel that eventually turns babyface because you're just such a badass and you don't care that the crowd goes, no, wait, we like him. <laughs> so, like Stone Cold? Yeah. Exactly. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! All right, so well, what kind of heel are you, though? Mm, I would definitely be the cowardly asshole shield. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take a powder here. Stand outside of the ring, walk around a little bit. Oh no, now I'm back in the so ring. So you're, you're going to be the Rock because you would do- totally sign that deal with Vince McMahon and be like, yeah, you know, let's just get me to the finals and I'll win. Yeah. And become the champion, the corporate champion. That's cool. Easiest path, man. Easiest path to success. All right. All right. I knew it. And I'll sell the stunner like Noah. Okay. Did you, oh, did you hear that piece of news? That I think it was a couple weeks ago that The Rock said him and Stone Cold used to make bets uh, for how well he could sell the stunner. No. <laughs> yeah, they would make beer bets. Like Stone so Cold would be like, for like, what, like case how far? Of beer. 
like the ref would have yeah. to like measure in the in the ring or something. Well, just like how ridiculous it could get. Like Stone Cold's oh, okay. like, dude, the the one you just did, you you can't top that. And the Rock's like, <laughs> bet you a case of beer again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the best. All right, <laughs> so yeah, onto the standings. T card. Uh, up first, we got Johnny Gargano versus uh, Andrade Almas. Um, I, I might go with Almas here. I'm going to go with Almas too, actually. Well, and I, first I, I, you know, I, and I think it's because uh, Johnny Gargano can fucking lose. It doesn't yeah, matter. And like, he's it, in he's in holding pattern until Chopper can come back, which is not going to be for a while. So exactly. So he can lose here, and it's fine. And actually, if he loses here, it's good because that could give him something to do until Ciampa gets back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it helps uh, almost sell the gimmick a little bit more of like him advancing with this Selena woman, like his manager with the no tranquilo, Ooh. and him actually focusing and being able to win a match. So, and I think there'll probably yeah. be some heel shenanigans. Like I think he's going to get screwed, but I think that almost will win. Yeah, and uh, I I like the uh, almost theme manager. It's definitely improved his character. Well, and I think it's it, it's a unique way to bring about why he needs a manager because it's like it's not just like a oh a well, this guy can't yeah whatever like he needs a manager. It's like oh well his character he can't focus, so his character needs somebody to like direct him and be like hey like don't fuck around in the ring, don't gloat like just yeah. beat him up and win. And it's like oh yeah like I should fucking not be a jackass <laughs> because it's like that's his character flaw is that he's yeah. so in love with himself and so like high on himself that he just can't help himself but just do that shit <laughs> exactly uh yeah and uh, like i said before gorgano can easily take a loss here and bounce back for whatever he needs to do mm-hmm. uh next up uh we got one of the matches i'm really looking forward to alistair black versus hideo itami Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think Black takes the win here, no doubt. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I think it's going to come down to only like a few matches, which I think is going to be really interesting. Because yeah. it's probably going to be like, fuck, it comes down to like Baron Corbin versus Cena. Wait until we get to Baron Corbin this week. <laughs> the biggest dipshit in the world, but yeah. Uh, I think I think Black's definitely, like his because unde- he's undefeated right now. Yes. And I think that's too valuable to give up to Hideo Itami at this point. Exactly. But on the flip side, Hideo Itami, I'm loving the mean streak out of him, and I mm-hmm. think a loss just continues that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this this is probably going to be a really brutal-ass match. Or at least yeah. I hope it is. And I think it's going to be something where, like, Hideo slips up on something, and then Alistair takes advantage of it and gets the win. Mm, okay. Because I, I, I almost imagine it's going to be kind of like um, you know how like in his match with Kyle O'Reilly, it came down to like that split second right at the very end where like mm-hmm. his kick connected right before Kyle O'Reilly's punch was going to yeah. hit. I think it's going to be like Hideo Itami's about to hit him with something else too, and Alistair Black catches him at the last second, or like he just barely gets out of a GTS. Like it's going to yeah, be like one of those. Hideo like throws him up for the GTS, and Black somehow like reverses out of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like somehow, like knees him and like knees Hideo and Tommy in the head. Yeah, as a reversal out of it, and then like kicks him in the face. Some crazy shit. Yeah, I think it's gonna um, come down to like it's gonna be razor thin, but Alistair Black will win. 
And that will be a just, yeah, like yeah, I think you said at the beginning, like knockdown, drag out match. Like, it's going to be great. Or, what about this as a conspiracy theory? Hideo Itami will form a stable with Red Dragon by <laughs> having them come out and attack Aleister Black because he beat both of them in their NXT debuts. And so all three of them are heels and they fuck up Aleister Black. So, like, Aleister <laughs> Black will technically win the match by DQ. But Hideo Itami, uh, you know, has this heel group with Red Dragon. Because, like, Hideo Itami re- re- uh, leading Red Dragon? That sounds cool as shit. Yeah, it does. All right. How about this as a, as a prediction? If extra, that happens, extra you feature, get a bonus. Extra feature. So we yeah. can do side bets. If that happens, um, do we want to do it that, like, if that happens, I get a point? Or do I have to attach this on that, like, if this happens, I get two points. But if that doesn't happen, I don't get a point at all. I think it's an additional point. So if you predict mm-hmm. the match right, like, the match result right, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a point. And then if that that extra piece happens to make that happen, then you need to get an additional point. All right, so I'm going to write down Hideo Itami and Red Dragon is my extra point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we can approve other side bets. If you have a side bet, then let me know. Oh, yeah. It's just going to depend on, like, each match. Like, oh, wait, what if this happens? Like, Yeah. Uh, right. So next up, we have the Authors of Pain, um, who are the tag team champs, going up against Sanity. I feel like Authors of Pain definitely retain here. Yeah, me too, because Sanity just got their groove back, I'll say. Because mm-hmm. with it just being Wolf and Dane and Nikki Cross for a while, it was mm, kind of bland. And having Eric Young return last week, right, um, to attack Authors of Pain, Mm-hmm. Didn't really, I mean, it just got this stuff heated up, I'll say, enough for this card. Yeah, and I, I think because the biggest problem right now that they're facing is that that, that tag team division doesn't have a lot of bodies in it. And, yeah. you know, maybe Red Dragon is going to be a tag team that reforms and is going to be part of it. You know, who knows how long. I'm trying to remember how long um, TM61 is out because uh, oh, Shane, yeah. Shane Thorne got injured a while ago. Yeah, but it was like a really bad injury. I wonder if yeah. it was like an ACL thing or something. Yeah, something with his knee. Um, so I don't know how the fuck long it'll be for them, but like, because right now that is, I think the probably the smartest idea is to keep going with AOP and Sanity. And I think maybe the the smartest move here would be like say, say the match gets too intense and then like brawling out of the ring, and you go to like some really intense double DQ, like they smash somebody through announce tables. So mm-hmm. then it's like a non-finish in mm-hmm. a way that's like, we want more. Because they're yeah. so brutal so that it can lead to like a bigger like notice qualification match down the line. You know, just develop the feud more. And that that's part of the reason that's like, you know, both these teams are so brutal that like they're going to need like some sort of like maybe like a Hell in a Cell type of match. So yeah. They have, they've done like a cage match in NXT, but they haven't done like a Hell in a Cell, right? No. Yeah, they've only done cage. So maybe that could be like the first thing is like, hey, here we go. The Let's first, like, do this. Cage match. That'd be fucking intense, right? Yeah. 
or some other crazy uh, stipulation that they haven't had yet. So, uh, well, you know next what you up, have? you could have like both of the authors of Pain versus all three of those guys from Sanity. Yeah, like in like a, a cage, tornado, a huge yeah. tornado tag match in a cage. That'd be insane as fuck. Maybe. I think that has potential. <laughs> it has potential. Uh, next up, we have the uh, women's championship match: uh, Oscar versus Ember Moon. Ooh. I'm going Ember Moon. Ooh, here we go. We're gonna differ. I oh, am finally. saying Oscar retains. All right. I think Ember Moon finally hits Oscar in a match with uh oh shit what's her the finisher called yeah i always think of total eclipse of the heart mm-hmm. uh and yeah i think she finally hits her with that and wins the nxt women's championship even though i'm sure oscar will pull out some heel shit well i agree that uh ember moon will hit oscar with the uh eclipse but oscar oh. will like get her foot on the rope or somehow like just barely get out of being pinned for it and then get herself disqualified intentionally like a blatant disqualification like chair shot or something like that punching the referee something punching the referee or like i don't know like a vagina shot on ember moon (laughs) something like that a cunt kick if you will (laughs) yes i think we we labeled it as that before so, because like at this, because before there's kind of like the ambiguous, like she was slightly cheating, but this is the the ultimate thing that will further drive. Because Ember's not ready yet. I think she's still the right girl, and I think the story. Because Ember Moon in her promo this week on NXT was like, you know, you're taking shortcuts against me. Like you've beaten everybody else clean, but you haven't beaten me clean. Like you've always taken shortcuts against me. So then it's like, all right, well, here we go. We're gonna prove her right. By having Asuka finally take the biggest shortcut that's like actually finally super blatant. And yeah. further the feud. Because I think we need a little more time. I think Asuka's ready to go up to the main roster. Like she has been for the longest time. And I think he, giving the title now to Ember, I think she could grow into it. I mean, I, th- I think Ember will definitely grow into it. But I think if you give it like one more pay-per-view cycle... Because I think then okay. after this, you would go then to, uh, like, a, the next pay-per-view match would be either, like, two out of three falls or, like, some sort of, like, really decisive sort of match. Like, maybe, like, a no DQ or um, falls count anywhere. Something like that. So, like, she can't run away. Maybe falls count anywhere. That would be a good one. Because that incorporates yeah. the no disqualification, but also that, like, there's nowhere you can go. You can't run and hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could build up kind of like a an NXT built around like hardcore stipulations because you could have fall count anywhere for the women's division. And then you could have the uh, tornado tag uh, cage match thing we were talking about for tag titles. Yeah, just all these new stipulations that NXT hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. All right, so finally for our main event, uh, we have Bobby Roode going in as champion uh, against Drew McIntyre. This is Drew takes tough. It. I was totally with you for a fucking while. But I I don't, I really think that Roddy's going to get involved. Uh, 
Not gonna lie, I kind of forgot about Roddy. I think Roderick Strong might fuck this up. I think Drew McIntyre's gonna have this shit in the bag. And then Roddy comes in. And Roddy's gonna come in and fuck it up. I mean, I thought he was gonna be added to the match before this, so. Because mm. Regal came out and was like, I can't have uh, Roddy interfering like this. So I'll have to come up with a solution or something like that along those lines. But he like never really did anything. So, so yeah, Roddy could take matters into his own hands. So, do you think? So, are you sticking with McIntyre, and you're thinking that Roddy's not going to interfere? Or do you uh, I think Roddy will. I'm going to switch. I think Roddy interferes and prevents McIntyre from winning. So then you say Rude retains. As well? Not on. Not on purpose, though. Hmm. Like, like I think yeah, he like not he goes he's for, like right. He's just going after Rude because fuck Rude. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. Alright, so the only thing that we have different it all comes down to the women's match for yeah. NXT. So that's the deciding point. And then uh potentially the side bet of whether Hideo Itami and Red Dragon form as, as a heel <laughs> faction. That might give you the upper hand. Yep. Okay. So now on to SummerSlam? Yep. Okay. So on the pre-show, because these are the easy ones, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, Akira Tozawa, with his recently win, won Cruiserweight Championship, goes up against Neville. This is such a fucking complicated match and storyline for me as far as like what I want what I think is going to happen yeah he fucking lost it on Raw and then on fucking 205 Live did you see any 205 Live no I didn't see 205 Live so Neville lost it was it this past Monday's Raw Um, well there was that little scene I'm trying to remember if there was anything more but I remember that one little promo scene backstage and where he was just losing it on Raw but on 205 Live, there was the Akira Tozawa uh, Cruiserweight Championship celebration with uh, Titus Worldwide, mm-hmm. which was fucking awful. Dude, Titus O'Neil was, like, upstaging. Like, he talked so much more than Tozawa. He was, like, talking for him at the time. And then Tozawa was, like, trying to say, like, two lines. But then Titus, like, cut him back off again and started talking. And, like, Tozawa looked awkward as shit. Like, it was really bad. Really bad. And then they just, like, started dancing. It was like, what the fuck? Then Neville saves the segment by crashing the championship sample uh, celebration by, like, stumbling out with, like, you know, like, his, his hair is, like, crazy a little bit. Like, it's messed up. And, like, his stare is, like, really, like, unfocused. But then, like, becomes hyper-focused against Tazawa. And, like, you can see these, like, bags under his eyes. Like, he hasn't slept. He's, like fucking loses mind it is an amazing promo dude Neville cut the shit out of that promo against Jazawa and then he was like saying about how it's like you know be excited about the couple of days you have until I get my title back and then it was like I'm gonna destroy you and then he pointed up and then there was like this big countdown clock of like the even down to like the seconds of how long it's going to be until he fights him. He's like, until this summer. That's awesome. He's like, this is the countdown to your demise. And it was like, <laughs> fucking awesome. great. Like it was way better than what I just did right there. 
because that was shit. Yeah. But it was amazing, dude. He was seething with just like genuine looking hatred. Like, go out of your way to watch that. Like, even if you don't watch the rest of Two Hundred Five Live, because honestly, like, the tag they had like a good tag team match in the beginning, but this is the promo to watch. Will do. And so, do you think Neville takes it because of this, or? I want Neville to take it because of that, but I don't think he will. I think Cesaro's going to keep it somehow. I mean, I think Neville could take it back in the future. Yeah, I think he'll definitely get it again at some point. But, like, after that promo, I was like, God damn it, Neville is so good. Like, I just want him to destroy. Because, like, also, I think I hate this shit that they're doing with Tozawa and Titus Brand. So, mm-hmm. like, I would, like, maybe if he lost the title, then Tozawa would be like, fuck you, I don't want to be part of Titus Brand anymore. Like, if Titus yeah. lost in the match and the title. Ooh, you know what? I'm going to go with my heart instead of my brain. Because I want it. Neville gets the title bad. Oh, shit. We're differing I, on a pre-show match. T- Titus is going to fuck it up for Tozawa, which is going to lead to Tozawa leaving the Titus brand. And Neville gets the title back in the pre-show of SummerSlam. Is that another... Is that a side bet, or is that... That's... Um... I don't know. How do you qualify that? Because I'm just saying that Neville wins. I think that that's almost okay. kind of like a crazy enough side bet note. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that that that's like, just not that it gets bet. extra points, but that's just yeah. Neville is my yeah. pick. Okay. All right. So wow. So you're you're sticking Differing... with Tazawa? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Tazawa. Oh man, I might regret that. But all right, there we go. Stick Dif- with Neville. Differing, <laughs> differing on the first pre-show match. Uh, you know I I infamously a very long time ago. I have a quick just a side story. Do you remember yeah. the uh, King of the Ring tournament back in like 2011 or? 10 or whatever yeah. the one that Seamus won yeah the one that we, didn't we watch that in like Ober yes. or something we watched yeah. it in the Ober lobby and we got uh, Pizza Hut mm-hmm. and we took bets on that tournament pizza bets pizza bets yeah. and I knew I remember because we talked about it because I was like I know that Seamus is going to win this and I know that I should bet on Seamus but I'm going to bet on John Morrison because I want him to win and John Morrison got to the finals and lost. And I was so sad because I knew that I should have bet on Sheamus. I think, like, I knew it wasn't going to be Cody Rhodes, but just like, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. And I just, I, I hated Sheamus. He's not that much better. <laughs> but I'm just, I feel the same way now. I was like, God damn it, I know, I'm, I know Neville's not going to win, but, like, my heart is like, he should win. Give it back to yeah. Neville. It's his title, damn it. He's the king of the cruiserweights. Uh, we have another title match on the pre-show. And that is the mm. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. New Day versus That's the on Usos. the pre-show? Yes, that is on Fuck the pre-show. Fuck you, WWE. Fuck <laughs> you. Hold on, is Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss on the main card? Uh, yes. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Da, 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 da. Wait, is Jason Jordan and the Miztourage on the main show? No. Okay, that's on the pre-show. They're, they're the third pre-show match. Okay. Were you about to really fuck shit up? I was about to be like... <laughs> 
<laughs> the podcast what? just cuts. You just hear... <laughs> to be. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, New Day versus Usos. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Yep. Uh, I think New New Day retains. Yeah, I definitely agree. New Day retains. That's an easy one. And I think it's it was actually really good booking that they did on SmackDown. I like the kind of repeating of history of them taking somebody out before the pay-per-view. Mm. And that it, it – I mean it actually would have been, I think, smarter for them to have taken out Xavier Woods in continuity because he was the one that took the titles off of them. But they injured Kofi as like the guy who wasn't going to be in the match. Um, yeah, Kofi is always – and Kofi is always a more sympathetic face, I think, when he gets injured, so – yeah, but I, I think Xavier Woods would have been really sympathetic too. <laughs> like, like, I think come he out in like a wheelchair or something. Yeah. Oh, like a, was, he could have been like Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Missed opportunity, WWE. That would have been baller as fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, actually, that would have been even smarter because, like, you know, exactly as it was announced, w, you know, Daniel Bryan said, like, oh, well, it's going to be Xavier Woods and Big E. And they could be like, oh, well, you know, Xavier Woods is the one that cost us the match last time. Fuck him. He's going to be in the match. So let's injure him. So that it has to be Kofi and Big E. Mm-hmm. But I, I did like that the way that it played out and that at least they beat the team of Xavier Woods and Kofi because that was the team that beat them last time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that gives them credibility. Like, oh, well, hey, you know what? They beat you back. So let's see. Now this is kind of like the rubber match in a lot of ways. Exactly. Uh, I think New Day's final, final pre-show match is the Hardy Boys along with Jason Jordan going up against The Miz and his Miz Taraj of Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Uh, I feel like the faces definitely have to take this, right? Yeah, especially being a pre-show match. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's uh, Jordan and Hardy's. Yes. As a potential weird side bet, do you? I'm wondering, do you think that the Hardys are going to be able to overcome Jordan's booze? Like, do you think their team is going to be able to get cheered? I think when the Hardys are in there, yes. Yeah, I think this could be real interesting. Every time that uh, they're in, they'll get cheered, and then if Jason Jordan comes in, that'll be a boo. Yeah. Well, like, you know what? Actually, maybe bit. not, because Jason Jordan, like, he, his fucking thing is the hot tag. Mm. So he could get a good hot tag in this match. Maybe that's what WWE is thinking. Is Maybe like, Jeff, right. like, so Jeff gets all the heat and then mm. tags in Jason Jordan. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. like, yep, you have, like, yeah, the Hardys go in there in exchange getting the beatdown heat, a couple hot other tags, but then you have the ultimate, bam, hot tag to Jason Jordan. He starts throwing suplexes. And I think maybe pin the Miz, right? Yeah, that would be the most significant because if they're going to go forward with a feud between those two, then he would have to pin the Miz, I think. Yeah. And this would be a way to do it without, you know, him getting the title. So. All right. Ready to go into the main card? Yep. We have Cesaro and Sheamus as the Raw Tag Team Champions going up against the recently reunited and on the same page. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. The Shield reunited. How good was this storyline written? It was really, really rushed. 
but I like but, where we've gotten to. Like, I'm yeah, glad right? that we've gotten to where That's... we are because it's actually surprisingly really good for both of these guys, I think. Like, how cr- the crowd went nuts for these two. Yeah, I mean, the shield was fucking baller, dude. When they go back to that route, like, it's really good because there was a really good, genuine connection between those guys. It wasn't just good booking. Like, those guys actually just fucking nailed it when they were part of the shield. Yeah. But it's, I criticized this from the beginning as just like, oh, they're just doing it with two of the three. Like, is this really a reunion? Will this get the crowd into it? And I eat my words. They, they've done a good job with it. Do you think there's any chance that they actually come out, like, just one night only, they come out in shield gear? Possibly. I think to get the pop, yeah. Because I, I think that'd be actually baller as fuck. If they just did it for the one night, they came out in the shield gear. Mm-hmm. And you know what, actually? That would actually be the perfect moment. Because, like, I think it would actually be a really interesting and maybe potentially good idea for them to actually win the titles and go for it. And I think WWE is tempted to do it. But I think it would actually be really baller if, like, so say they come out in the shield gear and they do the match and stuff like that and say they're about to win. That's when Dean Ambrose goes and gets a chair and then fucking just destroys Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring. Like, just do you want to, kills him dead. Do you want to make this a side bet? Because I have a crazier one. Oh, shit. You have an even crazier one than that? I heard a, a podcast a couple weeks ago. With, uh, they do call-ins. And mm-hmm. the guy suggested, can you imagine this? So Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose win this match. They have the tag team belts. And then they interfere in the fatal four-way and help Roman Reigns win the Universal Championship. And the Shield really reunites. Oh, shit. And, like, takes over Raw? Yeah. Hmm. That would be very interesting. Because that that would be one of the few ways you could have Roman win and not get booed. Yeah, well, I I think so, but at the same time, it's like, maybe not. I don't know. I think you're right. I think you're right, though. I think he would get cheered if if he won because of, like, if he just won and then they came out, that would be bad. But Mm -hmm. if they helped him win, like, by uh, triple powerbombing, like, everybody in that match, I think the crowd would go fucking nuts. Yeah, like, just imagine either, like, say, bronze on the side or something like that, mm-hmm. and then out from the crowd comes Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, like, takes him out. Or bronze the biggest, so they might save him for the triple power bomb, but, like, okay, so say Samoa Joe's on the side, and so, like, mm-hmm. the two of them attack him, take him out, and then, like, go in and take out Lesnar or something like that, and then put Braun, like, through the announce table with the triple power bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Oh, shit. That would be such a... Dude, that would be insane because that would be over as fuck. They could run, like, and actually genuinely keep them together. I think definitely at the very least until WrestleMania. Right? And just have them fucking dominate the shit out of the roster. And doing their own thing, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, they should do it. Honestly, they should. Fuck it. You know what? I'm going with it. I'm going with you. With you. So, yeah, Dean Ambrose and Rollins win. Okay. 
And then does that take care of our main event uh, predictions? <sighs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You know what? I'm hitching. We're hitching our wagons to the shield side bet. So I guess is that less exciting because we've both bought into it? Well, how about so then? This. So then I guess this this comes down to it. How how invested are we in our uh, fantasy booking? And how much do we actually think it's going to win? You know and what, how you invested know are we in winning the Smart Championship? Fuck it, I'm going with it. You're going with it? Yeah. Oh, man, because if you're wrong, I could pick up a good point here. Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you know what? All right. Because at the very least, I do think they're going to be too tempted to give the titles to Ambrose and Rollins. So I think Ambrose and Rollins will win the tag titles. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping that. The shield side bet. Well, there's no because there's no downside to keeping the shield side bet. So yeah, I'm I've bought in. Is this All a right. flaw? Is this a flaw in the game? We shall see. Well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. But this this is something that we need to be addressed. Is this is this a flaw in our game mechanic? It, what do you mean? Of whether the side bet, whether you actually have to hitch a point to it or not. I don't think so. All right, that's fine. We're we're both smarks for the shield thing, so let's go with it. Yeah. All right. It'll be interesting because then so far, yeah, everything comes down to uh, the women's title on NXT and the cruiserweight title. Mm. <laughs> for who wins the smart title. All right. So, Ambrose and Rollins with a possible shield reunion later on. Although, I guess the Shield reunion is part of the main event as a side bet. Yeah. All right, so I'll mark it down in the main event instead of the tag titles. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what's the next match? Uh, John Cena versus the goof of WWE, Baron Jesus Corbin. Christ. So this was after SmackDown went off the air, correct? Uh, no, no, no. This is, well, I don't know. I saw it on the Hulu cut, so. Okay, I'm not sure. So possibly after the SmackDown went off the air, um, after John Cena faced Jinder Mahal in what mm-hmm. they promoted as the biggest match uh, that week, basically, um, they were saying it was one of the biggest matches in SmackDown history. Yeah, when just before they had fucking uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cena. And yeah, <laughs> wow. So Cena lays out Jinder uh, with an AA, and. Uh, Baron Corbin seizes his chance to cash in his money in the bank on Jinder Mahal. But then John Cena interferes by jumping on the apron. Baron has to punch him off, and then Jinder Mahal rolls up Baron Corbin. So no more briefcase for Baron Corbin. And he lost. Um... Third guy to do that, right? Yeah, he's the third, because it was Damian Sandow, then Cena. Cena. Yeah, and then, yeah, then Baron Corbin. Or wait, no, was it where was Cena first? I can't I remember, remember who was first. Then. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Both of those yeah. guys. Um. Yeah. This is this is really bad. Um. I do you think this is like are they punishing Corbin? Is somebody in backstage mad at him? Like, have they finally soured on him and realized he's not that good? Possibly. Because like, the only way that I can see them coming out of this like and if they still wanted to push him is that he would have to kill cena mm-hmm. like cena has to die at SummerSlam, 
Like, Baron Corbin can't just beat him. Like, he has to, like, bloody Cena and leave him dead. Which I don't think they would do, so... Yeah, so it's like... I, I think I th- Cena wins. I think Super Cena wins, too. I think I think they've finally wisened up on Corbin, and they're just done. Which I'm Which, okay with. Well, you know what? It's, I'm, I'm fine with them giving up on Corbin, but it's like they should have done this way smarter. And I'm going to explain to you what they should have done instead. Instead of fucking just doing this stupid shit on SmackDown, let the drama maintain through SummerSlam that there could be a cash-in by yeah. keeping the briefcase on him. And then actually, my pitch is have him cash in at SummerSlam against Nakamura after Nakamura won the title and then fucking Ooh. lose to Nakamura. Like, Nakamura is such a badass that he beat Jinder Mahal and then he beat Baron Corbin right afterwards. Mm. Like, that would really help solidify Nakamura, I think. Definitely. And then he can immediately move on to fucking credible challengers. Like, sure, get whatever rematch of Jinder Mahal out of the way uh, on a SmackDown. And then he could fight, like, Cena. He could fight AJ Styles. He could fight Randy Orton. You know, these people. <laughs> Who should be fighting for the world title, not Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think... Because especially, too, isn't Cena like basically advertised to be going right over to Raw? Uh, Well, he's going to film a movie. But then he's like supposed to be coming back to Raw pretty quick, right? Yeah. So, like, because if, think... if he got butt-raped by Corbin, there's no way that he wouldn't come back and butt-rape Corbin back, so... If he's going over to yeah. Raw when he comes back, then that means he wins. So, Super Cena. For both of us? Yeah. Yeah, Super Cena wins. Uh, next up, we have the Super Demon, Finn Balor, Ooh. versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah, uh, the Demon definitely wins. Yeah. Uh, but how fucking weird and stupid was that bucket of blood? Segment, yeah, with or bucket. Did they? They couldn't. They didn't call it blood, right? No, they called it like red liquid. Red liquid, which is kind of funny. Which is what WCW had to call it because of their uh, standards and practices. So, Mm. yeah, what the fuck? So yeah, um, yeah, Demon Valor. Well, I assume butt rape. There's a lot of butt rape going on. Yeah, at this pay per view, SummerSlam equals butt rape. SummerSlam equals butt rape. Well, you know what? This is how we all got here was from the uh, the anal probes from Fandango. Very and true. Brizongo, so, yeah, Damon Balor beats Bray Wyatt. You know where butt rape happens. It happens in jail, mm. in which you're in a cage. <clears throat> so for the next match, Enzo Amore is going to be suspended over the ring in a shark oh, cage. Oh, shit. Transition of show, the night. <laughs> Big Show goes up against Big Cast. Boom. Big Cass wins. Yeah. Now, does he get some kind of vengeance on Enzo? or I'm going to... Uh, let's see if this counts as a side bet. Because I think that okay. what's going to happen is... Uh, so, you know, we've got uh, Enzo up in the cage. Mm-hmm. Big Show and Cass are going to be fighting for a little while. Cass is going to be obviously focusing on the hand and fucking up Big Show. And then yeah. Big Show is going to be losing pretty bad. Cass, uh, Enzo is going to try and throw down something to Big Show to help him, like a chain or some sort of brass, like brass knuckles, knuckles, something yeah. like that. And then Cass is going to get it. And then he's going to like look up at Enzo and basically say, like, yeah, thanks, buddy. And then like beat the fuck out of Big Show, win the match, and then just like bring the cage down and then just beat the shit out of Enzo. I think, yeah, I think you need to see Cass go over and like 
go to the controls and lower the cage down mm-hmm. and like get a hold of the key to get it and zero and then just have him beat the crap out of him. Yep. Like just real sadistic with it. Yeah. So does that count as a side bet? Uh, I think a, so. Like him, him catching a dropped object from Enzo. Yes. And all right, so I'm going to write Enzo object turnaround. Do you have any side bet? Are you going to take that one or a different one? I I think the side bet will be that uh, Cass gets a hold of Enzo after the match and beats him up. That's my side bet. Okay. Well, I think is isn't that a natural resultant of? Um, him winning a cage match or the the shark cage match is that he's going to get the beat up Enzo. I don't know. Did I'm trying to think when Jericho was in it. I don't think that really happened. So, well, I guess because Owens won. So, I don't know. WWE hasn't done enough shark cage matches too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's right. So yours is going to be uh, gets a hold of Enzo. Yeah. Um, all right, so what's next? Uh, one of the matches that I just couldn't care about, Randy Orton versus Rusev. <laughs> yeah, what um, What the fuck is the point of this? I, I guess Orton well, wins. I don't know, because it's like Orton did just get the better of Rusev. So maybe, maybe this is like an effort to repair Rusev. Is to give him a Maybe, win but they, they're not giving him good stuff on SmackDown, so... But they're also really not doing anything with Randy Orton. Like, he's just been losing to sure. Jinder Mahal for months. So, maybe maybe they're going to put these guys, like, into, like, a mini-program for a little bit. I don't know. I guess they're going to need something else to do for these guys for a little bit. And maybe this is... You know what? I'm going to go with Rusev. No. Another differing. All right. Rusev or Norton. Because, you know what, like, they, they let Orton lose. Like, he can lose to guys. Mm-hmm. And Cena's going to be winning. Let's see, we got New Day, those guys, Ambrose and Rollins, Super Cena, Balor. Yeah. Rusev, we need another heel victory, so Rusev's going to win. Uh, I've got another face victory for you. That's mm. uh, AJ Styles defending his United States Championship against Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as the guest referee. Yeah, so you're you're going with uh, Styles retaining as well. Styles retaining with Owens hmm, having some sort of altercation with Shane McMahon. Yeah, I th- I Which... think I think Shane screws him, like because because Owens fucks with him in the not match. On, not on purpose though. I no, think I, it's something. No, I think he will screw Owens on purpose. Oh, true. Because of, like, Owens, like, fucking with him in the match. Then he's been like, well, you know what? Turnaround's fair play. Like, you hit me or whatever, then, like, I'm going to, like, slow count. Or I'm going to, f- like, fast count you or something. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with Like, that. I think he's going to actively screw Owens. And then Owens is going to start calling it the Brooklyn screw job. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that the Brooklyn screw job. As yeah, my side I like that. I like that one. Are you taking that side bet? Yeah. And then that will lead to a match with Owens and Shane. Yep. Either that, or maybe at first they'll do like uh, captaining Survivor Series teams, but then maybe 
you'll get a singles match eventually too. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got next? Uh, Jinder Mahal uh, defending his WWE Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, this this got so much different with like Baron Corbin being taken out of all this shit for me. Cause, yeah, because initially I thought he was going to be involved. So I think Jinder mm. retains here. Do you think do you think he retains cleaner? Do you think he retains with uh, the Singh brothers? I think he retains with the Singh brothers, but I just think he retains somehow because I don't think Shinsuke is ready for a title run. Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm going to disagree. I think Nakamura is going to win here. Ooh. Another difference. Mm-hmm. I think because he's been getting really fucking consistent crowd reactions, like even with like very minimal or no promos. And like Mahal has just been such a fucking it's seemingly failure in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't know all the different things between the Indian market and like Honestly, this fucking last segment on SmackDown where the people were Indian booing Independence Indian Day. Independence, people were booing Gandhi. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are we supposed to be booing all these people who are just dancing for the independence of their country and this woman singing the genuine, I'm assuming, genuine Indian anthem? It wasn't like she mm-hmm. came up there and was like, America sucks. Yeah. To India. Like, if they did that, then it's like, yeah, boo that shit. But it was like... What the like? This is just straight racism. Like, what is this shit? Yep. Like, I don't, why is he supposed to be a heel for this? I don't get it, and it's bad. And it's like I don't, I don't get how many stupid. Like, it's also really disappointing to see how many people actually just booed it, because the people should have just been silent and been like, uh, I, I don't know why I'm supposed to boo, because like when I was watching it, I was just like, I. This is fucking ridiculous. I don't know. Bahal, and you know what? It, like, he can just try to go back into chase mode if they really want to try something with him. Like, he could, you know, either try to get it back or, you know, maybe he could, um, you know, maybe they'll try and transition him into a few of the styles for the United States title. Possibly. Like, downgrade a little bit. Realizing that's like, all right, look. This has risen his stock quite a lot. He has grown a lot as a performer, but he's definitely still not world title material. But secondary title contender, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect level for him. Maybe even exactly. secondary champion, you know. I don't think he should unseat AJ Styles, but I think he should definitely challenge. I think Gable should unseat Styles. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I think that's the long game. Dream match. Alright. Or, so, uh, or you can put it on Rusev and then Rusev gives it to Gable. Either way. Give it to Gable. Oh, yeah. Either way. Uh, next up, Raw Women's Championship match. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Uh, I think Bliss Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Dude, I am almost done my 32 ounces of uh, Kolsch. Ooh, you're getting pretty toasty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... Do you say Bliss retains? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Bliss definitely retains. Because the build-up to this has been shit. And, like, Sasha getting very inconsistent reactions. Mm -hmm. And now she's fucking, like, hanging around with, like, Titus Worldwide. 
Is she supposed to be with them? Yeah, what the fuck was that? She was, like, celebrating Tozawa's win. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is Sasha doing there? And that wasn't just, like, some random, like, out-of-character Instagram post. Like, that was, like, a WWE video. So uh-huh. it's, like, in character. Like, Sasha Banks, the character, is hanging out with Titus Worldwide. So, you know, yeah. who knows that that really is going to evolve, but I don't know. Bliss needs to keep that title. She's good. She's yeah. really good. And you know what? I think she, you know, build towards the match with Naya. Mm-hmm. See if there's, you know, something to be gained out of that. Yeah. Uh, the other women's championship match, Naomi versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which has been a much better buildup. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit better. I think there's there's been a lot lacking in it. Like, it was good that Natalia got that win over Becky. I think that was a, mm-hmm. it was a little bit, not quite too little too late. It was just that it's like, well, it's late, and it's like, uh, you could have done more. But the promos I at least liked with, like, Natalia giving a reason for not liking Naomi mm-hmm. and things like that with the disrespecting the belt and that kind of storyline. Yeah, like, there have been good elements, but it's been inconsistent. Like, they just haven't given it a lot of time, mm-hmm. which is part of the problem. Because they've been, like, putting time into this whole, like, uh, Lana is going to turn Tamina into Rusev instead of yeah. being with Rusev. Which Tamina's crush. My brain. She even said fucking crush. It's like, why isn't she just with Rusev? They're on the same show. Ugh. Maybe she's going to create her own uh, crush worldwide. She's going to have Rusev and Tamina in a stable. And then get other just like big people to just crush people. <laughs> She'll eventually recruit like Big Cass, and just name him, rename him Big Crush. <laughs> we have Big Crush, Russian Crush, and uh, Tamina Crush or Snooker Crush. Crush Snooker, yeah, Crush Snooker. <laughs> there you go. The brilliant, I fucking idiot ideas. Oh, and that was our last match because the last one is the main event, which we think. Oh my god, I thought you were saying it was like Bliss is the main event. I was like, no, it wasn't. No. The fuck are you talking about? Because uh the four way is the main event, and the we already predicted way. that. With uh Oh yeah, we're going into the side bet with Reigns. Yeah. I was cause I was not originally uh going to go with that. What was that? Um so originally going into this show, uh I was not thinking that I was gonna pick Roman Reigns with the Shield reunion. Uh, I don't think anyone was. But you've totally bought me over with this whole like smarky concept of the Shield reunion. Uh, yeah. Because before this, I was totally thinking that it's like maybe you give it to Samoa Joe. I as Samoa like, Joe was my choice too. As like a guy that the crowd's really into right now, but you can still delay giving it to Braun Strowman for a little bit while he continues to grow a little bit because he's got a really big groundswell of momentum, and I think they can really milk that out more. And eventually then build to, I think actually it'd be really good to see Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm. I could totally see that. Because like maybe you would do, you know, like Samoa Joe has it now. And then eventually Brock Lesnar could take it back from Samoa Joe. And then Braun Strowman could take the title from uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Originally was what I was kind of thinking. But now... Mm. Reigns with the shield. That would be crazy because, like, he could totally go against Lesnar as a heel 
And I think yeah. people would finally be like, all right, let's fucking have Reigns beat Lesnar and actually be into it because he's part of the Shield now. <laughs> Again. Hmm. It's a it's a very big gamble, but at the same time, I think there's a very high percentage chance that it would be a good return. The Shield reunion. And, like, they really... They almost kind of can't wait on this because it's like how how many times are they going to be able to guarantee that all three of these guys are going to be on the same brand mm-hmm. and that like kind of at least as far as positioning like it, it's just sort of worked out very well that it was like you know Roman Reigns is one of those well because they just you know constantly shove him in the main event so he's constantly a main event guy but then like there was such a crowded main event scene that there wasn't really enough room for guys like Ambrose and Rollins. Said it was like, you know, and both those guys weren't really going anywhere at the time. Like, they were kind of aimless. So it was like, all right, well, you know, maybe we can put them back together. It's it's weird, but I think it would actually be the best thing for all three of them and best thing for Raw. Because that would be a genuinely really fucking interesting swerve thing to happen. That would completely change the show, right? Oh, Exactly. Like, and it's something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think, like, what what would be the last thing that you could think of as far as, like, an event that happened in the storyline that would be as big as that? Rollins betraying the shield. You think Rollins betraying the shield? Probably. Either that, maybe, I guess, actually, I would have to say a little bit more recent than that, maybe would be the brand split. Mm. I think that was a really yeah. big deal like that because that completely changes everything. Yeah, Shane returning and things like that. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, then before that, maybe the Shield breaking up. Yeah, because the Shield was so huge. Out of no... Like, no one predicted that. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe not like from watching them at NXT that like they were going to do that much. But like when they came out and they were just fucking kicking ass and shit... I feel like we were talking a lot in Shane that was like, yeah, like these these guys are the future. Like these guys. No, no, no. I no the breakup. Oh, oh, the breakup. Yeah, I thought they were gonna. Well, I mean, we definitely thought they were gonna break up, but I just thought it was gonna be like a couple more months. And I didn't think like it would be Rollins turning on them. Like, yeah, yeah, because I, I feel like at the time we all thought it was gonna be uh, Ambrose or Reigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like basically just not Rollins. <laughs> And then he was the one that did it. And then he was the one that did it. So, I guess good on uh, them, right? Then, yep. But at the same time, it was like, man, you really could have uh, made it work pretty well with Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, well. you want to finish up with some Lucha Underground predictions, right? Uh, yeah. So should we should we also have this as part of the? Uh, well, I guess we can't because it's already out. So yeah, yeah. We'll go ahead and go because I haven't looked at them, but I just know that the things are out, so it would be it would be suspect because I could be lying yes. to you. But yeah, exactly. I'm not. Anyway. I don't trust you. Um, that's fair. You shouldn't. Uh, so we got the Cueto Cup Finals between Puma and Pentagon. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely Puma. Really? Oh yeah. Because I feel it's Pentagon. I feel like it, it, they've been building this whole the season. The storyline has been Puma's redemption. So I feel like the Cueto Cup was like the big storyline element of like, oh, here he has to like go through all these sorts of guys. 
and fight the very best, and it's like the ultimate piece of redemption. So then now he's ready to go after the title again. See, my thing is, I I kind of agree with that, but like, uh, Pentagon with like his darkness, I feel like they haven't finished that off yet, mm-hmm. and I feel like the Quato Cup could be a really good way to raise him up to the next level. Hmm. Okay. I could see that. I mean, I would totally be down for Pentagon winning as well. Yeah, I mean, Actually, either of these guys winning is... Well, because I'm, I'm trying to think, too, like... so Because if Pentagon wins, that means he's either going against Mysterio or Mundo, which mm-hmm. brings us to that match. So who do you think wins between those two? I think Mundo retains. I can't imagine Mysterio... Getting a championship at this point, as crazy as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Like he's such an established guy, he doesn't need that. Right. Hmm. Let me think about this. Because I, I, originally my thinking was that it's like, alright, well, uh, Puma's going to win the cup, and the Mysterio's going to win the title here. So then it sets up the rematch from uh, Ultima Lucha Dos at Ultima oh. Lucha Trace for the title this time and then Puma wins and yeah beats Mysterio yeah cause I that's kind of I guess I'll I'll stick with my gut on that one so I, I think Mysterio wins here and uh ends Johnny Mundo's reign as Lucha Underground champion unfortunately yeah and maybe there's gonna be some sort of like uh infighting with the Worldwide Underground Cause I feel like there's been a lot of tension. Yeah, they've definitely the been leading so, up to that. So, so I I feel like there could be some betrayal, yeah, or something. Maybe like PJ Black and uh, uh, Jack Evans decide to like fuck off, and they're like, "Fuck you, we're done being yeah. your underlings." So it's like just him, Taya, and like Ricky Mandel or something. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see. It's, I think it's going to be fucking just exciting as shit. Like, those are two insane matches. Oh, there's a lot of great wrestling coming up in the next week. There's just there's so much fucking good... So, uh, I actually caught Ring of Honor the other week, too. I saw the uh, Christopher Daniels and uh, Cody Rhodes rematch. Oh, nice. The two out of three falls match. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was... I fucking love the booking of that, too, with Cody Rhodes getting two up. Yep. Like, what a great way to really put over the champion, you know? Exactly. And Daniels can easily take that loss, so. Yeah, well, yeah, he has such a fucking legacy in Ring of Honor that, like, oh I feel like he could probably lose. In any independent, I mean, left, so. Christopher Daniels is just going to be, like, a legend amongst. Yeah, if, if there was going to be, like, an indie Hall of Fame somewhere, Christopher Daniels would have to be in there for sure. Exactly. Like, one of the most prominent non-WWE performers that ever stepped foot in a ring. Well, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, Maybe someday, like, Ring of Honor, if they grow and get big enough for something, that'd be kind of cool. Like, they could do their own kind of a Hall of Fame or something like that. Oh, yeah. And they could do something. And recognize all these, like, indie wrestlers and shit. Yep. All right. So, I think that's going to do The Hall of Honor. Oh, the Hall of Honor? That'd be baller as fuck. Copyright that. (laughs) Copyright it right now and sell it to them? Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, we'll sell it to you for... How about this? 50 bucks. Hall of Honor. <laughs> probably, well, it probably costs more than that to copyright it. 
wouldn't it? I was going to say. <laughs> Whatever the copywriting fee. <laughs> Just as long as you give us credit somewhere. Exactly. Actually, Thanks no, they, to be the no Super Smart Brothers. They'd probably rather pass. Yeah. It's like, here, we'll just give you 10 grand. Shut the fuck up and never talk about this again. Also, get rid of your podcast. <laughs> it's poisoning the world of wrestling. <laughs> it is. We are a poison. We are such poison. And let's inject this antidote for this week. Uh, I think that's everything we wanted to get to. Sorry for missing last week. We, uh, just had to get some anal probes. Yeah. But we will be on schedule from now on. And so please uh, check us out on Facebook, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter at Smart Brothers, and shoot us uh, questions, supersmartbrothers at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Yeah, I think it's going to do it for us. And uh, you know what? Just as a last little word, Joe, enjoy your title belt while you have it. Because in, uh, let's see, how many days do we have? Three days? Yeah. Three days until your demise. Well, uh, I become the super smart champion. Shine yours up real nice and stick it uh Stick it sideways, and you can stick it straight up your candy ass, so. Well, Smart316 says, I just whooped your ass. 